politics, life, Cross Kitchens, Kansas City's home remodeler, presents Kevin Keatsman Has Issues, online at crosskitchenskc.com. It's always been difficult for me to process things that are designed to be positive, but the interpretation or the way you perceive them is just so negative. And this happened with the Kansas City Chiefs this week. Thursday, many of the players, Andy Reid and others, met with the media and they talk about this week's game against the Patriots and the challenges ahead and the great coach and all of the different things. And there were many questions about the issues of last week's game. Kadarius Tony met with the media. He said, look, we've moved on. We're not talking about that. Uh, but it doesn't stop people from asking the questions. But every now and then there's a soundbite that you hear that sounds really good. And then the more you think about it, you're like, that's the worst thing I could possibly hear. And this is it. Justin Watson, wide receiver. I will play it for you first. And then I will explain why I absolutely hate this. Here is Justin Watson standing by his locker, speaking with Aaron Ladd, local TV reporter. And, uh, well, it goes like this. We're coming down to the final stretch here, four weeks. So the mentality has been just whatever we can do to get better. Uh, I think everyone in the receiver room has been in a little bit earlier this week. Um, we're watching film more with the quarterback. So just small things like that um, that you do anyway, just a little bit more of it. What stands out from those film sessions? I know there was a lot of talk about alignment this week, checking with refs, checking with Pat. There was a play in the red zone that people were looking at. What stands out from those film sessions that y'all added in? Uh, just getting back on the same page with the quarterbacks, just making sure that every look uh, that we see it exactly as they see it, hearing it straight from Pat's mouth instead of hearing it from the quarterback, and then he tells somebody and then tells somebody just you know exactly on the same page with the quarterback wants on every play from us. So at face value, it seems pretty positive, man. The guys are getting here early. We're putting the work in. We're really grinding. We're watching more film. We're doing all this stuff. We're very serious. We're focused. We're going to get better. We're working every single day to getting being as good as we can possibly be. When I hear you're coming to work earlier and you're watching more film, what I'm hearing is you've been half-assing it all year, that you haven't put in the time, that that's what shows on the field. When these little things like dropped passes where you're wide open, or lining up with your foot across the line of scrimmage, when little things like that are happening, I'm sorry, I've been saying this for a month now. The Chiefs don't look focused. They don't look committed. They don't look driven. They do all of the little things poorly. And now Justin Watson says, we got four games to go. Now it's time to really focus. We're going to go back to doing what we did last year when we won the Super Bowl. We're going to come to work earlier. We're going to study more film. We're going to do the little things. We're going to do what it takes, and we're going to be better. So you've just told me for 13 games you've been ripping us off. I'm sorry. It's the only way I can interpret it. Maybe I'm a bad person for interpreting it that way. And I appreciate what the young man is trying to say and about what the Chiefs are trying to do. They're trying to turn their season around. And they're trying to convince everyone that they're doing everything they can and then some. But the only way anybody's going to be convinced by that is your play on the field. Go to New England, win by 17 points, have laughs on the way home, Come back, go to work, and get ready for the last three games. That's what will convince people that you're taking care of business, that you're giving it complete effort. I don't know one person. I don't know one person that's watched the Chiefs this year that thinks they are maximizing their ability. There are certainly times on defense we've looked at it and said, wow, they've really come together and they're doing this and they're doing that. But I really don't know anybody that looks at the Kansas City Chiefs football team season ticket holders, fans, listeners of this podcast, whatever it may be. I don't know any of you. I've not had one email all year saying, you know, this is the, they're just not very good. This is as good as they can be. I've not heard that from anybody. You know, we, we chronicled earlier in this week 
all the blame that goes on the receivers and the skill position players, but those players all have Super Bowl rings. Last I checked, Sky Moore and Kadarius Tony were catching touchdown passes in the Super Bowl against the Eagles, winning. And we had a parade. These guys were good enough last year. They're good enough this year. The quarterback is off. The effort's off. The execution is most certainly way off at this point. And the positive that I'm hearing is, and I don't think Justin Watson meant it this way, but the positive in this of what I'm hearing is these guys believe that they can flip a switch. They believe they're the old Michael Jordan Chicago Bulls. They believe they're a dynasty. They believe they're still the best in the league. And they believe, okay, now, okay, we dug ourselves. We got a problem here. Now we really got to roll up the sleeves and take care of this. And they think that will make the difference and they will start winning. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. I don't think the Chiefs have to play great the next month to win their next four games. I think they can, you know, they can play B minus games probably and win all of them. C minus games, they're going to get beat. That isn't going to work. Bunch of turnovers, they're going to get beat. But turnovers should be the easiest thing for them to fix. Right? Getting wide open and scoring 80-yard touchdowns is the hard part. But not fumbling it, keeping two hands on it when you're running, maybe occasionally just go down. Don't fight so hard. To try to get an extra. You got the first down, go down. It's good enough. Let's go. Let's get first and 10. We move the chains. And we didn't turn it over. We live for another play. These would all be positive things. I don't know, but I did I did definitely hear in Justin Watson whether he actually thinks this or believes it or not or knows that he said it. What I heard was we're about to flip a switch. Now we're going back to doing what we did before. We're coming in early. We're studying more film. We're staying late at practice. We're catching extra balls from the jugs gun. We are focused. We are locked in. We've looked at the tape. We're embarrassed, and here we come. You got to admit, somewhere in there, you feel a little ripped off if that's the case. Hey, listen, if they go win and make a deep playoff run or get to the Super Bowl, even if they lost to the 49ers or something in the Super Bowl, we'd all say what a great season. And they got it together and they're champions and all of these things would be true. That would be okay. We're not going to you know, badmouth them if all of a sudden they get better and go on a run. But let's not forget this moment. Right? If we're sitting here after four straight Chiefs wins, let's reflect back and say, did they kind of rip us off the first 13 games? And what's wrong with that? I do think Andy Reid coaches his team to play better late. I think he rests a lot of players. He's very cautious bringing guys back from injury. These are all positive things. He wants to be as healthy as he can be in January. He'd like to be healthy in December, but he really wants it in January and hopefully February. They're playing in the Super Bowl. The Chiefs have four games left, and they're playing against teams with broken quarterback position. Backups all the way, the rest of the way. Whether injury or poor play, the backups are all starting against the Chiefs. And the Chiefs still have Patrick Mahomes. That sounds like an easy run. Really sounds like an easy run. Andy Reid made a comment. He was asked finally about Travis Kelsey's backward pass last week. And was it a no, 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 yes moment? And Andy said, well, I see it every day in practice. So apparently Travis Kelsey does stuff like this in practice all the time. Andy says he sees it all the time. And he hasn't gone to the trouble of stopping it. And then he laughed. He goes, it worked. The result was good. And everybody laughed. And he paused and said, uh, don't come back to the bench if it's not. That ball was so close to being tipped. It is, it's, I mean, it couldn't have been an inch, the defender swatting at it. It was so close to just being tipped and being a disastrous play. Uh, and then that would have, you know, it would really have felt different about themselves. I mean, I think the Chiefs do actually feel like they won that game. 
They didn't win it, but I think they felt like they won it. They way outplayed the Eagles and lost to the Eagles. I know they feel like they won that one, but this is the stuff we're talking about. You've got to shore it up. You got to shore all of it up. Something called Sportsbook Review has listed the highest crime report stadiums in the National Football League, and the Chiefs Arrowhead Stadium is fifth. Now, it doesn't say violent crimes. Although there's been violence there, Arrowhead, we know that. We know that there's a holding cell for the Kansas City, Missouri Police Department there. The Chiefs are pretty notorious for locking up drunks. Uh, at one point, the Chiefs would get maybe 30 people a game in one fashion or another would get hauled down to that cell and sent on their way and disorderly conduct, whatever it may be, that they don't mess with them and they turn them over to the police and they get them out of there. So it doesn't say violent crime. It just says crime rate which to me would be, I think maybe there's a positive here. That means maybe the Chiefs are locking up more idiot fans and troublemakers at Arrowhead than most places. I think I kind of want that. This will obviously reflect negatively on the Chiefs for being fifth, but I think maybe it should reflect positively. Don't you feel better that they actually arrest people instead of just let mayhem happen? And listen to the cities that lead the way here, because this just doesn't sound like the list. This really doesn't sound like it should be the list. Number one, most crime reported at games at stadium is Denver. That does not sound right. Seattle, Detroit, Minneapolis, and Kansas City. I, I'm immediately, you would think Los Angeles and New York. Would you not? And maybe Vegas? I mean, immediately. Uh, but that's not the case. The Chiefs are fifth, and somewhere in there, I think there's a positive. I'm glad that they locked those people up, and you don't see them. They haul them off. You know, the security guys there haul them off. They turn them over to the cops. They book them. They're released later in the day. They'll book them, disorderly conduct, pay a fine, whatever goes on your record. They do a lot of that. It's not that hard to get arrested at Arrowhead. You get really drunk and you become a disturbance. Or if you pass out, you'll fall asleep in your seat because you drank so much. They're going to haul you in. They don't want it. They don't want it at Arrowhead. I get it. I applaud them for that. Tyree Kill just can't stay out of the news. Tyree Kill of the Miami Dolphins got married last month. Congratulations, Tyreek. He's finally married. The woman here in Kansas City had three of his babies, and he pays child support on all of those. And now he's got two ongoing lawsuits with baby mamas in Miami that he apparently was with while engaged to his current wife, and he was paying them $2,500 a month hush money. Well, that isn't very much hush money for child support when you have a $30 million a year contract. So... These women have filed lawsuits. He has two ongoing lawsuits with these women who want much more than that. They take pictures of their babies in little Tyreek Hill jerseys. They brag about it online. All these women are nuts. They're all on there letting the whole world know that I slept with this guy and had his baby and blah, blah, blah. It's just, it's unbelievable. It is really remarkable what people do with their private lives and how public they go with stuff. It's mind-boggling, really. It's probably the best way to describe it is mind-boggling. And Tyreek kills one of them. This is a man now that has five babies, three different mamas, and a wife for a month that he doesn't have a baby with yet. I mean, he's putting Derek Thomas to shame. He's going to outpace Derek Thomas as the biggest baby producer in Kansas City sports history. Derek Thomas had seven kids, I believe with five or six different women, and I'm not sure he was married to any of them. But Tyreek Hill is married. And she said yes, and she married him, despite the fact that he says when football's over, he wants to be a porn star. 
Tyreek Hill is a loser of a man. Yes, God gifted him with tremendous speed and great hands. And he's a phenomenal football player. But my God, what a bad human being, honestly. He's had a long line of really bad stuff in his life. And for crying out loud, there you are in the MVP conversation. You got lawsuits going. You got in a scuff up with a boat rental place. Um, you got a charge there. You've been charged in Kansas City. You had things, all the stuff that happens in this guy's life. And then he brings it on himself. He goes on a podcast and says, well, you know, in a few years when I can't play anymore, I want to be a porn star. The one and only Tyreek Hill. KKHI is brought to you by bstock.net. They have Lenovo ThinkPads, the 14-inch ones. Really, 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 really good laptop. Just $3.99 if you mention KKHI. Chris sent this over this week, said he got a bunch of these in. And that is an extremely special price on a really beautiful, big, powerful laptop. $3.99, KKHI only. Mention the podcast at bstock.net. It's the Lenovo ThinkPad 14-inch. Phenomenal. LG 65-inch, $349. Samsung 85-inch, $899. Chromebooks, $229. It's all right there. They've got more tablets and iPads coming in. they got, they got all kinds of MacBooks. Just check it out online at bstock.net or visit them at 14680 South Flaming Road. Window World, simply the best for less. Great time of year to call Window World. Have them out to your house. Say, I got a draft coming through this window. What's going on? I maybe need to replace this. They would love to work with you. They win customer service satisfaction awards every single year, and all of their products are American-made with a lifetime warranty. Simply the best for less at windowskansascity.com. It's Window World, the official windows of the Kansas City Chiefs. Advanced Medical Imaging, see what's inside at medimageks.com. The heart scan is about 100 bucks. Get your plaque score if you're 40 and older. Go do this. They see all of the organs in your torso. Many listeners have found the beginnings of something going on by getting the heart scan done. Then it's sent over to your doctor, or you can go to the doctor right there at Advanced Medical Imaging. They have a family practice there as well, uh, Dr. Suber. If you'd like to see her or one of the other doctors there, they're more than happy to interpret whatever they find here and treat you there. MedImageKS.com, 785-856-0224. I recently had a friend who needed a scan, and he waited. I, I did. He wasn't communicative in telling us, but he had to wait like a month to get his scan. There's just no reason. You can go to Advanced Medical Imaging tomorrow and get it done. MedImageKS.com. A couple of news notes here before we hear from Lee Sterling and get the picks for the week. I love this story out of Wisconsin. The University of Wisconsin system, okay, this is statewide. They took an $800 deal, $800 million deal for employee raises and infrastructure at all the different UW campus locations. After, in June, the Republicans in the House cut $32 million out of the budget. They just slashed it and said, we're taking $32 million away because that's what you're spending on diversity, equity, and inclusion. So we're taking that money away. If you want to keep it, whatever, we can't stop you from that. But we're going to take the money away as basically making a point, taxpayers in Wisconsin shouldn't be paying $32 million for a program that is outwardly racist. And they had basically a race-based hiring program put in at the University of Wisconsin of full staff and employees, 43 of them employees in DEI. They have reassigned now all 43 of those people to work in something they're going to call student success. So I don't know exactly what that is, but it's not DEI. Republicans in Wisconsin shut this down and they said, you want your pay raises? 
You want your infrastructure? You want $800 million? We are rewriting the rules of diversity, equity, and inclusion in this university system. It is gone. It is toast. It completely ends race-based hiring. They have changed things fundamentally at the University of Wisconsin system, proving once again, it's never really about what it is they want you to think it's about. Because it was great. While the money's flowing and they were allowing them to do it, it's perfect because they were indoctrinating Democrats all over the place at their college campuses. No, this was really about their pay raise. This was their money. They will gladly kick DEI to the curb to get their pay raise or new equipment or better sidewalks or whatever it is they're spending almost a billion dollars on. They caved. They absolutely caved. It was first, it was a close vote. Not by the Republicans, not by the state, not in the House. The school system, whether or not to take the deal. Like the Board of Regents didn't know whether to take this deal or not. And they're like, well, wait a second. We need the $800 million. Of course you do. Get rid of DEI. It's against the law. Or it should be. Or do this. Put DEI on the ballot in Wisconsin. Let the entire state vote. Should we spend $50 million a year in the University of Wisconsin system to employ a department for race-based hiring? Put it on the ballot. Republicans did away with it in Wisconsin. I think other states will follow. Hey, did you see this Wednesday night? Robert Kennedy Jr. was here. RFK Jr. was at the Uptown Theater. And he gave kind of a political speech, a rally, fundraiser. 400 people showed up. That's a significant number. I, I missed it, man. I didn't know he was here. So some people are following him pretty closely. I saw this after he was here. I didn't know he was coming. And 400 people showed up at the Uptown Theater, and he is a legitimate third-party candidate. I, I think there's no question. What we don't know about RFK is how many Republicans is he going to peel off. These people that are supporting Nikki Haley might want to vote for RFK Jr. instead of Trump. This could be bad. I don't, I don't know. You would think that a third-party candidate would really hurt Biden, especially one that is a proclaimed, self-proclaimed Democrat from a long-standing Democrat family. You would think he would hurt Biden more than Trump, and there's been polling to suggest that. But he's so anti-vax that that's a, a really far-right talking point. Like, I don't take the shots, but I'm not anti-vax. I vaccinated my kids when they were babies so they don't get polio, you know, and, and things of that nature. So I believe in the vaccination that works for the goodness of mankind. I just have never believed in the jab, and I don't do flu shots. I don't see the point. For me, I'm, I mean, I'm lucky. My health has been very, very good, knock wood, uh, but I don't see the point. But RFK, man, he is staunch on this stuff. And he's peeling some people from the right as well. I'll bet you that was a largely anti-vax crowd, not an anti-Biden crowd. 400 people at the Uptown Theater. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is going to impact this race. There's no doubt about it. All right, Lee Sterling set to join us with his picks this week. We had a lot of pro football games he's going to clue you in on. And a big UFC card. And he's been winning at UFC. If you like to bet on sports, maybe you've never bet UFC before, you might want to give it a try. He's He is really hyped up about this card this weekend. Apparently, it's quite amazing. Lee's Appearance is brought to you by Roberts Robinson, Chevrolet GMC, and Excelsior Springs, home of the lifetime warranty. We are professional-grade GMC. MyPillow.com. This holiday season at MyPillow.com and MyStore.com, your maximum promo code is KKHI. Anything you buy, the price is coming down. At checkout, promo code KKHI at MyPillow.com and MyStore.com. And Aminis, the home of the Copper Dome, 105th and Metcalf in Overland Park, online at Aminis.com. Go see them this holiday season for a great Christmas gift. 
Kansas City, St. Louis, Tulsa, Oklahoma City, or online at aminis.com. This is Aminis. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Lee Sterling and your weekly picks right here at KKHI. Hit it! The KKHI Conversation is brought to you by Fry Orthodontics, where your smile is just the start. Online at fryorthodontics.com. The Sultan of South Beach joins us now. we got a big weekend of pro football coming up, and I don't know, I, I have no idea how many big UFC fans we have in the podcast audience, but... It is a huge weekend, a fight weekend, and he's offering up a special for that, and he loves this card. So there might be some money to be made there. It's, it's just as easy to bet that on your app as anything else. If you live in the great state of Kansas, we say hello to Lee Sterling, ParamountSports.com. Hi, Lee. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing well, man. You're fired up for this UFC card this weekend, aren't you? I am. So I've been watching the UFC since it started, and I think this is the greatest top-to-bottom card I've ever seen. So there's 14 fights. The first fight on the card is a guy named Randy Rudeboy Brown. Usually, if they're doing like a fight night, he's the second or third fight on the card from the top. He's the opening, not prelim, early prelim. 11 of the 14 fights are priced at 285 or less. Usually, you see minus 600s, minus 800s. 11 of the 14 fights are so close, they're having a tough time finding out who should be the favorite. And two championship fights. We've got uh, Leon Edwards fighting against Colby Covington. Should be great. Andre Pantoja. Um, he is fighting a championship fight. Patty Pimlet, who's very popular. So we've got seven selections. If you want to purchase them, one of the seven, sec- so seven selections is a 50-unit max wager, our biggest wager. And we're 10-3 and three, lifetime, five years since we've been giving out selections in the UFC so seven selections just $57 for that card which starts at five o'clock your time on Saturday football double down December you can get three weeks through December 31st 36 bowl games we'll have probably selections on 20 to 23 of those also the NFL three weeks of selections we've only had two losing Sundays we've won 12 of 16 weeks so far this year not three ninety seven or even two ninety seven. Cheapest price ever, hundred and ninety seven dollars for every football selection on our executive phone service, where we rate them from ten to fifty units. And if you want to just try one sport, football or basketball or hockey, which we are red hot in all three, you can get any sport for a hundred dollars or all three for ten days, two hundred and fifty dollars. Up on the website right now. ParamountSports.com. All right, I know we're going to pick some football games here in a minute, and I've, I've yep. got the games in front of me. I don't know which way you're going on those. We just kind of do this organically. But I've, I looked at the lines earlier in the week, Lee, and I haven't studied them hard like mm-hmm. you have to this point. I'll, I'll brush up on them a little bit more as we get closer to the games. There's a triple header Saturday. I mean, there's some cool stuff going on. Generally speaking, I feel like this time of year, it becomes a little bit smarter to take the points. That underdogs, you know, we saw yep. it with the Giants the other night. We, I, I just I feel like we're seeing this more late in the season. Is that a trend or is it just kind of feel that way this year for me? Or am I just goofy as the day is long? Well, last week it was last week. Uh, <laughs> there was total of 13 games. Underdogs went eight, four and one against the spread and a bunch won outright, including Tennessee's win, which was crazy at like 14 points against Miami. So underdogs had their day, but the two weeks before that, it was a record uh, week for two favorites. 
combined. So over the last five years. So it's, you know what? You got to look at each game individually. Anything can happen. And I uh, think that uh, just, you know, some of these backup quarterbacks now have been in there for a couple of weeks. Maybe that's, that's why the underdog struck back last week. They weren't many first-time starters. There are a couple first-time starting quarterbacks uh, this week. And uh, let's see if we can uh, get, get everyone on the right side. All right, let's go with some picks. And, and first up here is one that I like the points. I like the dog. We'll see what Lee Sterling thinks. It's Denver and Detroit. Denver, Denver's the hottest team in the AFC. I mean, this is insane yeah. what Denver's been doing. And it, it sort of feels like they've got their legs under them. They know who and what they are. And I don't know that they're a force to be reckoned with or any kind of a Super Bowl contender, but that's a legit football team now taking on the Lions who got off to the best start of our lifetimes as they started 9-3. and three. So this is the toughest game of the five to pick out. I think Denver has gone about as far as they can. I think they're going to have a little bit of a regression. People weren't taking them seriously when they were 1-5. and five. Now they're right in the middle of a playoff hunt, which is crazy. Russell Wilson is a top 10 quarterback right now. If you watch him and also look at his stats, not beating themselves. But I think Detroit, if they're close to right, I think they are a really good team. They try to impose their will on you. And didn't like the play calling last week. Thought they should have used the pass to set up the run. I think they're going to do it here. Denver is going to be playing their third straight road game. Tough to win a second straight road game, especially off a short week here. So toughest game to pick here. I like Detroit here, 26-20. Everybody goes to Kansas City to get healthy. The Buffalo Bills have a pulse again in the AFC playoff race. They're a a two-and-a-half-point favorite against the Dallas Cowboys. So Dallas right now in San Francisco playing the best football in the NFC. But that was a big game for Dallas last week against the Eagles. They... They had to get over the hump, and they are seven and zero straight up, six and one against the spread at home. On the road, not the same team. Three and three straight up, and against the spread. This is going to be a game. It's going to be cold. Starts at four twenty-five Eastern. It's going to feel like it's seven o'clock at night. It gets dark there usually about four o'clock, and they're going to face a Bills team that has often shot themselves in the foot. Turnovers. Uh, have been their bugaboo. But this Dallas Cowboys team, which is number one scoring offense overall, and I took over the lead over, da- over the Dolphins, they're ninth in scoring on the road, fall to 17th in yards per play on the road, while the Bills are seventh in scoring and fourth in yards per play at home. I think the defense for Buffalo is starting to come around here, playing at a pretty high level here with the weather. going to be cold, going to be dark, going to be uh, a raucous crowd. Yeah. I think Buffalo's starting to find themselves. Sometimes you win that close game and it leads to a run here. Buffalo, 34-24. And somewhere the Cowboys have it in their head that they are absolutely Superman and unbeatable at home, but they have not been that on the road, too. I think that's a, a right. big factor. Different yeah. surface they'll be playing, yeah, yeah. For sure. And like I said, if you've never been to Buffalo, I've been there once, <laughs> enjoy the, uh, the chicken wings and the bars because and, and the fans aren't going to get in your face. They are just intense. This is all they have to do in Buffalo. I'm telling you, the coldest I ever was in my life was in Buffalo in 1993 for the AFC Championship game. I just yep. I stepped out of the airport and got an ice cream headache. 
The second I stepped yep. outside, I was like, go. oh my God, I thought, you know, Kansas City, oh yeah, we have winter in Kansas. No, we don't have winter yep. here. They have winter in Buffalo. No, nothing like so Buffalo. That's a whole different deal. All right, the Dolphins, man, they're playing a lot of home games down the stretch, mm-hmm. and they're a big favorite yep. here against the Jets. And they're going to need them because now with the loss of Connor Williams, the best uh, number one rated center, according to Pro Football Focus, they're going to be up against it. I mean, after he went down, they were playing four to five backups on the offensive line. That's basically a preseason offensive line. You're not going to win many games that way. Now the Jets, who lost a couple weeks ago to Miami, Thanksgiving weekend, get a chance to return. And when teams lose the first home game, enter division, go on the road, giving at least three or more points, almost 70% the last decade. So Dallas, I think, uh, you know, might be the best team as far as scoring, but Miami is going to have trouble down the road here with this patchwork offensive line. Tyreek Hill, not 100%. It looks like he'll try to play. But this Jets defense has not allowed a 300-yard passer 31 straight games, and I don't think two is going to be uh, the, the quarterback that breaks through here this week. So weather could be a factor, could be raining. I think it's too many points. Started off at 13 and a half. It's sitting at nine right now. I think Miami wins this game 24-20, but it's going to be a struggle. All right, the Baltimore Ravens are currently yeah. the one seed in the AFC, and they are at Jacksonville, which, well, they're 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 trying to hang in there. Jacksonville had it, had it going yeah. really, really well. The quarterback's a little beat up, but he's playing. That's kind of a big deal. Do the Ravens run into trouble in this one? I think this is one of those games where Justin Tucker is going to win it with a field goal at the end. I mean, it just feels like that. Trevor Lawrence did not have a good game last week, but he was probably 70%. He threw three interceptions, sacked four times, didn't have his mobility in Cleveland. Baltimore, the weather looks like it's going to be fine here. Jags have a lot of weapons on offense here. Their defense, their front four gets after you. Number two sacking unit in the NFL. Only lost. That was their first loss on the road the entire season. So Baltimore should have lost that game against the Rams. I mean, there was a couple questionable calls, especially on that punt return for a touchdown overtime, a clear block in the back. They didn't pick up another couple calls. I thought the Rams play calling wasn't aggressive enough in the end. They should have been playing to win. I think Baltimore wins this game 26, 24, but I'm taking the three and a half points in Jacksonville. The Chiefs are on the road at New England. All kinds of reports out there that Bill Belichick's tenure at New England is coming to an end. You nailed this when they had the breakup. You said Brady would be yeah. successful. Belichick would not. You were right, and it looks like it's coming to an end, and the Chiefs are in New England. And every team has their day. I mean, the, the game last week that they played, three first-down touchdown passes by Bailey Zappi, <laughs> he probably will never have that happen again. So give them credit. They played great. They were playing with the lead. Think they're going to be playing from behind. Think that this Kansas City team sometimes you got to hit them most bottom to to bond together. I think they're going to come together here. Not saying they're the best team right now in the AFC, but I think that their offense is going to attack from the beginning. I thought they were a little conservative start the game. So uh, Patrick Mahomes might have to run a little bit. He's got to do whatever he's got to do to get them on top early here. They can't fall behind. If they get the lead, I think New England's in trouble. They just cannot stretch the field. And I think Kansas City is going to come up with a couple takeaways here. I I like Kansas City, 28-14. Sounds good to us in Kansas City for sure. The free play this week, the play of the week, is Cincinnati and Minnesota. And you can get that by calling Lee right now at 800-400-9741. Just give him a call and he will give you Cincinnati and Minnesota. This is one you like. 
Yep, real strong opinion on this game. First five callers get it for free, and probably the biggest weekend ever, Kevin. So we've got the UFC, seven selections, $57, including that very rare 50-unit best bet. Only had 13 in five years, and we're 10-3 and three on those. Seven selections for Saturday night on the biggest UFC card ever, $57. And then uh, you want to try out any sport, 10 days, 100 bucks, or all three sports, 250 And then the biggest promotion we ever have, it's uh, Double Down December. You're going to get everything through December 31st. In college football, 36 bowl games. We'll probably have selections on 20 to 23. In three weeks of the NFL where we've only had two losing weekends out of the 14 so far this year. So you want to hop on board there. Not 397 or 297 $197 to December 31st. Just one place, ParamountSports.com. All right, buddy. Let's keep the winning going. Good luck. Let's go get them. Sounds good, Kevin. Take All care. Right. Take care. Lee Sterling, our Sultan of South Beach. ParamountSports.com is the website. Go get it right now. You heard him there. Pick your sport. 100 bucks. 10 days worth of action. Pick your sport. 100 bucks for 10 days. Also double down December for 197. We'll recap his selections here in a moment. Uh, don't forget there's a triple header of football coming up on Saturday in the NFL. We got Saturday football the rest of the way. Lee Sterling's appearance brought to you by the Finch Knife Company. What a great holiday gift idea this is. A beautiful pocket knife for one you love. Finchknifeco.com. Back Nine Development is your custom home builder in Kansas City, Lawrence, Topeka, Manhattan. Call TJ Vilkanskis if you'd like to build or if you have some land you'd like to develop. He's very, very successful and creative at bringing these things to life and making dreams come true. Back9development.com to check out the entire portfolio. And Dr. Kip Van Camp at Ideal Health KC. Around the holidays, you're probably going to have a little downtime. If you've been dealing with pain in your life and pills and shots and procedures haven't fixed it, consider regenerative medicine. That's what Dr. Van Camp specializes in. Your body's tissue working for you. Blood spinning, stem cell tissue research. He's been published in multiple journals around the world. He's on the leading edge, and he's right here in Kansas City. K7 in Shawnee Mission Parkway in Shawnee. It's IdealHealthKC.com. All right, so to recap, Detroit is the favorite by five over Denver, and Lee says the Lions are going to roll the Broncos. He thinks they're about to hit a wall. The Broncos are. He likes Buffalo, minus two and a half against Dallas. Take the points with the Jets against the Dolphins. Same thing with Jacksonville, playing at home against the Ravens. I like Jacksonville outright in that game. Uh, Lee likes them plus the three and a half points, but if you're getting three and a half, take it. I like a lot of underdogs this week, personally. Kansas City, minus nine and a half. Take the fave there. He says Chiefs win by 14. And his free play this week is Cincinnati, Minnesota. If you want to call him at 800-400-9741, he'll get it for you at ParamountSports.com. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the football. Get your holiday shopping done. Don't forget to hit like, follow, or subscribe uh, for the podcast. And where you're out and about this weekend or at your holiday party or whatever it is that you're going to be doing, just remind everybody everywhere you go that you think Kevin Keatsman has issues. Kevin Keatsman Has Issues has been presented by Roberts Robinson Chevrolet GMC and is produced by Crooked Tail Media. Please hit the like or follow button wherever you listen or give us a review. For premium content podcasts and weekly newsletter, join as a patron at kkhasissues.com for as little as $5 a month. Support all our sponsors and other conservative businesses at the kklist.com. This has been a production of Cricket Tail Media Incorporated.